Welcome to My Bible Study, a verse-by-verse devotional study through the Bible with Pastor Bob Thibodeau. In this unique series, Pastor Bob takes you through the Bible just a few verses at a time. No preaching, just a simple Bible reading with examples and explanations of the meaning behind the scriptures. My Bible study will take you from Genesis chapter 1 all the way through the book of Revelation. Now, here is Pastor Bob Thibodeau. In verse 10 it says, And it came to pass after seven days that the waters of the floods were upon the earth. For yet seven days God spoke these words probably on the seventh day or Sabbath day. But the days of the ensuing week were used for Noah to go into the ark, marching the, the animals up on the gangplank, putting them in the proper... Remember, you got, you know, for those of you, you know, because of my pilot training, I can understand this. I, I'm not as familiar with shipbuilding, but it's got to be the same way. You have to balance the load, right? You don't want all the elephants on one side and all the birds on the other side. You're going to go down like this, right? And so it took him seven days to get everything and everyone situated properly on the ark. Praise God. As Noah prepared the ark by faith in the warning given that the flood was going to come. And so when he was commanded to, he started going inside. By faith in this warning, it was going to come quickly now. And on the day Noah had every animal in their cages and pens and all the food was in there, he and his family had moved their provisions inside. Noah was secure in the ark. The fountains of the great deep were broken up. The windows of heaven were opened. The waters, which were above the firmament, that is in the air, were poured out upon the earth. The rain comes down and drops, but such great rains fell as were never known before then or since, actually. And if I understand what the Bible's talking about, it seems that Noah was in the ark seven days you know, he probably was moving his stuff in, but they were sleeping in the ark for seven days before the floods began. This would be one really good argument for Christians being in heaven seven years before the horrors really happen on this earth and destruction comes. And I personally believe the problems will begin while we're still here, just as the rain began while Noah was on the earth. But the above seven days of safety in the ark before the flood came could possibly be also symbolic of the seven years we'll be in heaven before the Holocaust here on earth begins. It really does not say exactly when it started raining or exactly at what point Noah entered the ark. It just says he did. Verse 11 says, In the 600th year of Noah's life, in the second month, the 17th day of the month, the same day were all the fountains of the great deep broken up and the windows of heaven were opened. Month and day. Calendar system of Noah's day is unknown, but you know, it appears that you know, if you just use the Jewish way of, of calendar counting, one day would equal or one month would equal thirty days. And if calculated by the Jewish calendar of Moses' day, it would appear, you know, where he was saying that, you know, this is the first day of the first month for you. So we're looking probably about May, okay? This period of God's grace is now over. All the fountains of the deep broken up. The subterranean waters sprang up from inside the earth. Remember, it was just a mist that would come up and water the plants and all that because they never rained, right? 
this these were now broken up and you know that's what form you know think about what forms the rivers and the seas is subterranean waters okay uh, they were not produced by rainfall because it had never rained so it came up from within the earth so we know water is under the surface of the earth even to this day the windows of heaven were opened the celestial waters and the canopy and circling globe just dumped on the earth and joined with the terrestrial and subterranean waters coming up. This ended the water canopy surrounding the earth and unleashed the water in, in, into the earth. Together, that phenomena began the new system of hydrology which we see in the earth today. And the sequence in this verse, indicating first the earth crust breaks up, and then the heavens drop their water. That is an interesting sequence of events because the volcanic explosions that would have occurred when the earth's crust fractured, right, and the steam, you know, from being down in the depths of the earth creates steam, and when the crust fractured, this steam starts shooting up. It would have sent magma, uh, dust, and steam up into the atmosphere, you know, gigantic, huge plumes of water heading up which penetrates that canopy, right? Think of a water balloon. Just use that as a water balloon as an example. And you poke it with just a, a, a needle, a pin. A tiny, tiny hole. What happens? That whole thing just bursts and the water drops, right? That's what happened with this water canopy above the earth. The rain didn't just fall from the sky. It also came from the springs and the openings in the ground, Right? Water came from everywhere. People are freaking out left and right now. Verse 12, And the rain was upon the earth forty days and forty nights. The windows of heaven were open. The waters which were above the firmament, that is in the air, were poured out upon the earth. The rain comes down in huge sheets and drops. Such rains fell then as were never known before or since. It rained without stop. Or abatement for 40 days and 40 nights on the whole earth at one time. And verse 13, in the selfsame day Noah entered the ark, him, Shem, Ham, Japheth, the sons of Noah, Noah's wife, and the three wives of his son with him, they went into the ark. Not inconsistent with verses 4 and 5, which do not necessarily imply the actual entry was made seven days before, but merely that Noah then began to carry out the divine instructions. And I want you to notice three times this was repeated. First in connection with the invitation or the, the command, how we want to look at it in verse 5. Then the actual process during the seven days, verse 7. And finally on the day when the floods began. Three times we're told this. So we know for sure that Noah was in the ark before the 40 days and 40 nights of rain the other exact time, that's all open to speculation. But I really believe, my personal opinion, verse 13 just means that all the family went in to live on the same day. Right? Uh, the warning God had given Noah in verse 4 that in seven more days, that's all there is, we're going to start the flood. It was probably to give Noah a little more time to get his family actually moved into the ark. In addition, I want you, uh, this is another important point. Noah's grandfather... Methuselah had just died. God was giving Noah the traditional seven days of mourning. Remember chapter 5, verse 25 to 26? Lamech, not Adam and Eve's uh, Lamech, you know, or Cain's son Lamech, talking about Noah's father Lamech, begat sons and daughters, the Bible says. 
chapter 5, verse 25 and 26. Lamech, Noah's father, begat sons and daughters. Noah was the oldest. He was the oldest. Surely during this hundred years that it took to build the ark, Noah was also trying to save his brothers, his sisters, and their families. But they all ignored his warnings. Just like you may be saved, you may you know, see your family doing things they should not be doing, not living right before God, and you keep preaching at them. Ultimately, the decision is theirs. You cannot force anyone to go to heaven. Your grandma, your aunt, your uncle, your brother, your sister, your next-door neighbor, your pastor, your, your co-worker at work, none of those people can pray you into heaven. It has to be your decision and yours alone before God. It's just the way it is. But obviously, Noah's brothers and sisters ignored his warnings as well. So this seven days, as he was preparing the ark for born, he probably tried one more time. Just like the uh, uh, name just slips right off my mind now. Abraham's nephew, Lot. Just like Lot was trying to convince, you know, uh, his family, you know, their husbands and all that. Come with us. Let's go. Something's going to happen tonight. You need to get out of here. Ah, get out of here, you old man. You know, you're crazy. They, you know, Lot had to finally accept it, just like Noah and his family had to accept it. Now, we talk about Noah trying to warn his brothers and sisters as well. Noah's wife had, obviously, brothers and sisters, and she was probably trying to warn them. Nobody heeded the warnings except Noah and his family alone. Verse uh, 14 and 15. They and every beast of his kind, all the cattle after their kind, every creeping thing that creeps upon the earth after his kind, every fowl after his kind, every bird of every sort, they went in unto Noah and the ark, two by two of all flesh, wherein is the breath of life. There is the grandeur in the threefold description of the entrance of Noah and his family and the animals going into the ark. First in command. Next, the actual process during the seven days. Lastly, in the completed act on the seventh day. Every living thing after its kind. All of the wild animals, like I said, they didn't just show up at Noah's door. God moved upon three pairs plus one uh, for all the clean animals. Two pairs for the unclean animals. The free range of animals that would have made it in that day nearly impossible for Noah to go gone out and gather them all up. So this was another divine act of God, of his demonstrating to the world that he really is in control. And then the day came. The Lord shut him in. Think about that. That is a fitting close to this scene. Everyone's watching all these animals. They're all going up. They're all being loaded on the ark. The whole work was manifestly the Lord's doing from first to last, publicly, everybody can see what's happening, but yet they deny what's happening. And then it was God who shut the door. Nobody else can get in. Remember when Jesus said to the unbelievers, in particular, I like the story of the parable of the ten virgins, where those who were ready were led inside. Those who may have believed the bridegroom was coming one day, they weren't ready. They were all left outside where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, the Bible says. What do you think all of the people thought 
when they see Noah, you know, the last of the animals is on board, they see Noah and his family carrying the last few items up into the ark. This old nut, he's got all those animals, all those stinking animals inside that thing with him now. This guy is off his rocker. And then they see the huge door lifting up all by itself. Boom. It's locked. How did he do that? You know, there were no pulley systems and, you know, hydraulic cranes. This is a huge door. It's not something that Noah could just go, you know, like like raising your, your Venetian blinds type thing. No. That, it says God should have. That door, God lifted up and closed. Boom. It made a huge sound when it went together, too. Right? They're like, wow. How that, what, what was that? What just hit me? Oh, what is this water? Where'd water come from? Because the heavens opened. And suddenly the ground's shaking and water starts bubbling up out of the ground. First time in history water fell from the sky and now it's bubbling up out of the ground at the same time. Don't you think panic set in? They'd have started running for Noah's Ark. Let us in. Hey, let us in. It's happening. It's happening. Let us in. They'd have been banging on the doors, climbing up the sides, jumping on top, hollering at the top of their lungs. If it wasn't for the sounds that the animals were making, it probably would have been deafening to the family because they could hear the pounding on the sides. They'd been echoing all inside. But because all the animals in there, they're sending, you know, think about when animals sense dangers coming. You know, they're making noises too. Right? They're getting scared. What's going on here? And they're, you know, mooing and cooing and roaring and all that stuff. So it's help probably protecting the family from having to hear the screams and the panic of people outside because that may have caused some mental problems. You know, God protecting them in that area as well. But then they notice the sounds from outside have died out. And they're wondering what's happening. And then all of a sudden, you know, you can tell when something starts to shift. The ark starting to move. It's been braced in place for a hundred years while it was being built. Now, it's starting to move. It was freed from from the that those joints that were holding it up. Praise God. Shout amen, somebody. Amen. Don't shut me down when I'm preaching good. Thank you for joining Pastor Bob as he leads you verse by verse through the Bible in this series called My Bible Study. We pray this study will bring you closer to God and reveal His Word and His will for you through the Scriptures. We would consider it an honor and a blessing if you would support this outreach with your financial offerings. We have partnered with Patreon to offer you unique gifts and benefits for various levels of giving. Please visit our page on Patreon by going to patreon.com forward slash my Bible study podcast, all one word. That link again is patreon.com forward slash my Bible study podcast, all one word. Until next time. Be blessed in all that you do.